Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. And away we go here on a Tuesday. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dial as we talk sports with you, localizing as best as we possibly can here for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending some of your time uh, with uh, Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, as we take you up until noon. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this here this morning. Kevin Lehman is going to join us. He, we will uh, talk co- uh, college basketball, the four in-state teams with Kevin. Big win for the Bulldogs last night. Uh, they're first without Roman Penn, so we'll get into that. You and I, Iowa, and uh, obviously Iowa State. We'll do that coming up at uh, 1025 or thereabouts. Shelby Mast, our bracketologist, is back with us, fingers crossed. Uh, Shelby lives in Texas, and the reason he wasn't able to join us last week, he does the brackets, by the way, for all the Gannett newspapers, USA Today, Des Moines Register. Uh, Shelby's one of their bracketologists. His his uh, um, website is bracketwag.com bracketwag.com he updates it each and every morning he will join us at 10:45 uh, where are the bulldogs in shelby's bracket the duke Bull, blue devils did they find their way in after a convincing win last night to playing better we shall see uh at 11:05 we are uh, going to uh, give some airtime to our friends at the LifeServe Blood Support Group. Uh, there's a major, major need with the storms happening uh, in Texas last week, and uh, blood supplies are at a critical low all over the country. And uh, as you would expect, Iowa nice to do. Uh, they've shipped a lot of their supplies down south, so they need to replenish. And we'll give Danielle West uh, so an opportunity to join us. And if you're so inclined, uh, if you've done it before, maybe this is a little reminder to get back into that chair and give the gift of life. And she'll join us for a few minutes. Nick Mick, NCMIC, asked us to do this, and we will, uh, of course, live up to that, uh, our end of the bargain there. And then our friend Zubin Mahente from ESPN will join us. We will go around the world of sports with Zubin. So, Trent Condon, by the way, nice uh, win yesterday. Thank as you, you. gave out USC in convincing fashion. Our final segment of the show was your play of the day. And you've been hot, and you uh, kept that uh, beat going yesterday. So did Drake in their first outing without Roman Penn. It was good to see after struggling in the first half, Evansville making their shots. I don't know if it was Drake trying to get used to the fact that they're, I don't know, the quarterback, if you will, mm-hmm. the floor leader, the floor general was uh, not able to answer the bell and won't be, sadly, for the remainder of the regular season. Boy, oh boy, that's a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. I get that, you know, the that's next man up, next man in. Okay. Um, but to a certain point, right? The, the depth is going to become an issue. Although Samaka, he's Trent, coming on, isn't he? He yes. really and truly is. And of course, Yasufu, 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 Yasufu. Um, man, he has taken his game to another level. But Have we ever seen see. anything like this with Yasufu? Though, I mean, yes, we see guys step in, but yeah, spurts to, out of him. Or, but look, to he say can that score, we, right? To say that we saw this when we started watching Drake. You know, when they started to pick them off one by one mm-hmm. and, you know, got to pay attention to the Drake Bulldogs, they're a story. And you saw him a little bit getting a few minutes. Didn't know he had this much game. Come on. No. 
what was he the other day? 14 and 16 or something crazy like <laughs> right, that. And then yeah. uh, um, followed that up with 11 out of 18 from the floor last night, 9 out of 10 from the free throw line, 36 points in all. And then there's my guy, Sturts, who just messes around and gets a double double. Who said that on SportsCenter? Messed around and go, I think that was somebody. Well, it's a line from a, it's a rap lyric. Messed around and get a triple double. That's from Ice Cube. Uh, I wouldn't have heard it there. Yeah. Thought, you were not a big Ice Cube no, fan in the late no, 80s, huh? I don't think I was. I'm surprised. Um, Nor bumper music for today. Yeah. No, not Ice Cube. No good. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was in the, uh, anyways, an ESPN Sports Center, kind of one of their uh, lines that they use. Could be a Stu Scott. Sounds like something could, Stuart could Scott would have, yeah. yeah he, was a, he was the cool as the other side of the pillow. Yes, uh, that was a good one. That was his, uh, that's the one he made famous. All right, so so Drake, good win out of them last night, uh, beating Evansville. It was good to hear Larry Morgan and Adam Hemenecker on the call. Larry Morgan, boy, brings back memories, doesn't mm-hmm. he, in those games with Mac McCausland, those Hawkeye games. Um, yeah, look, it's still a good listen. I really enjoy Larry, and yep. I've got an opportunity to meet him a couple of different times. I think it was state basketball a couple of years ago. or No, it was the NCAA tournament a few years back, and just talking to his ear and mm-hmm. going back those memories. Very nice man. Yes, he is, mm-hmm. and was in this business, right? And that's yeah, something I didn't realize until, for crying out loud. Yeah, until talking with him that, yeah, he was a radio yeah. guy for a long time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Lou and Larry. I, I just knew him as... The guy that called Iowa basketball games. No, so he was certainly more than that. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he left and the round guy took his place. Well, I don't exactly remember, but I believe that's the order. Um, but yeah, no, he did this for a long time. I met him a couple of times. Very, very nice. And I thought he'd move to Kansas City. Maybe he has. Yeah. And and commutes up here for, for an MC22 or, for in our case, a, an ESPN Plus affair last night. But um, yeah, good to hear Larry. And good for the dogs uh, to get it done. Sturtz is... Played every one of those 40 minutes that were available last night. You just wonder, though, Trent, uh, with with the back-to-backers coming up against Bradley. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I just looked at, uh, took a peek at Shelby's bracket. Not that he's the be-all, end-all, but he does have a pretty good idea and um, is obviously thought well enough that Gannett hired him uh, to be their bracketologist, and he has him in the tournament. I just wonder what the... Uh, the stepping off point is what's what do they have to do in order to remain there? Because this team, um, and with, with the mark that they have, fourteen and two in conference, twenty three and two overall, you just hope that they get rewarded with the tickets of the big dance, don't you? You do, and this is the concerning part going into this weekend because of the way they're currently constructed. They got it done, beat Evansville, mm-hmm. but even one loss against Bradley, it's going to be they got to win that in St. Louis, I think. It's going to be the conversation, well, they're missing two of their starters, uh-huh. and they're not the same team. Right. Because the team that's going into the NCAA tournament, we know will not have Roman Penn. We, they may have Hemphill. At least that's the, the that's hope. That's what they're talking about. Uh-huh. But we've dealt with this in this state before. The Luke Recker, oh yeah, he's going to play in the NCAA tournament. Guy had a broken kneecap. He wasn't playing in the NCAA tournament, but they were putting that out there to help the chances of selection. I don't know if there's anything nefarious here, but the NCAA committee cannot just go on, well, we think he's going to be back. You have to go out and what the team looks like it's going to be. And if it goes through the tournament and Hempel can't play Mm. throughout the MVC tournament and they get beat in the semifinals and they get beat one of these two games against Bradley. Do they put him on the, do they, do they have him dress and put him on the bench in St. Louis just oh, so yeah. they can say, didn't see? I would do that with record during that Big Ten you tournament run? I don't remember. I'm, I'm not saying it po- didn't happen. You might be right. I'm almost positive they had him dressed. At least he had the warm ups on mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. I, I, boy, we, 
that that'd be a, a brownie probably a one he'd probably remember. Yeah, that one. who else would? Uh, who was on the beat back then? Oh boy. We're going back in time, right? Long time, twenty was, years. Was Randy covering Iowa that hey, particular year? Right, could have been one of the flop around. Right, uh, we'll see. But uh, good win out of the Bulldogs last night. The beat goes on. The home slate of their schedule is now over. They'll finish up at, uh, with Bradley, and I believe both of those are ESPN Plus. The Cyclones are ESPN Plus tonight against Baylor. That's a seven o'clock tip. So the point spread, as you speculated, going by Ken Palm, was mm-hmm. it wasn't twenty six, but it it came out twenty four and a half. Is that what it was when it was first listed at Circa? That's what I saw first. Yeah, Circa was the first one that had it released. So a tick down, twenty one day pause, probably mm-hmm. enough about Factored it. Factored into it. Yep. But the Iowa State money. I anticipate is coming in, at least that's what it looks like here on the surface, because that thing's down to 22 at a mm. couple of spots now. So there are Iowa State betters out there, could be a syndicate play, whatever it is. That line is going the other way. If you like Iowa State, better get them early. Grab those points now, because uh, they might not be around very much longer at that level. Uh, let's stay in the Big 12. Boy, there's an entertaining basketball <laughs> game last night. I, mm. I love this Oklahoma State story. I really do. It's a, it's a fun team to watch. Uh, Coach Boynton, uh, Cunningham is a legitimate, legitimate star. Uh, they're, they're, they're a team, Trent, that I don't know where you thought that they were going to be. I thought they were Cunningham and a bunch of guys mm-hmm. uh, before the season. And they're, they're way more than that. They're playing as a team. And he saddled with foul trouble for the longest time and, and was able to navigate his way through it. And he's so special to watch. He, he really is. I don't know if he's the... First pick in the draft, but he's a top five pick, would you say? Don't you think he's a Oh, no doubt. I, I'm, top three? Not knowing anything European right. that is out there. In terms of college basketball or the guys that decided to just go to the G League, take them guys off the table too. Guys I've seen this year, yeah. I, the Does he make mistakes? Does he make Basketball IQ, that's one thing mm-hmm. that I mentioned a couple of times watching him. It's not at the highest level. Not yet. But it's going to get there. I In his so. feel for the game and... We've talked about DeSumo in late-game situations. Kate Cumney. Who would you rather have? Ooh, those Down two. by one. Ten seconds left. Uh, you know what? You go ahead and take it. I'll take whoever you, you don't take want. The, the, take the leftover, right? <laughs> right. Because but both of those guys have been so good in yeah, those situations this kind year. Kind of the same dude, too. Right. Um, I heard Cunningham compared to Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. Cough it up, my friend. Cough it up. You all right? You have some water in there? Uh, I'm not sure about that comparison, Kawhi Leonard to Cunningham. Um, you got to be a heck of a defensive player to get to that level. Yeah, and maybe he will be. Maybe, uh, you know, just just a freshman. But a fun game last night. Now, you were talking about a, a mugging late in the basketball game, and I don't know. I, I mean, I was watching. I don't recall it being as egregious as you said. Not that, not saying it wasn't. I just maybe, you know, was floating off somewhere. Yeah, it was a... A drive to the rim mm-hmm. uh, by Texas Tech. So what's the score? Is it the one-point game at the time? Yes. Because it was a one-point game for the longest time. And he, he went in there and kind of put his head down and just went flying through. Mm-hmm. And it looked like three different guys hit him. And he's sliding all the way past the basket support. Two other guys are with him oh, laying I on the ground. the play you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 and yeah. no whistle. Yeah. Right. No right. I, I I don't know if I missed something, if it was just... Guys were straight up, but he jumped into him. Whatever was it, it was, bent, uh, was it Peavy? Maybe it could have been. I can't remember who and it was. Edwards, I think. Maybe I think Edwards was. I know the player you're referring to now that you mentioned. Boy, you know his clutch on that team is that McClung kid. Boy, he hits big shots, right? And regulation though, he had a good look. Yeah, it missed, was a bad shot. Yeah, missed everything, and then they got but, the but it worked out the long rebound, and then the pass back inside for the layup mm-hmm. to force overtime. That was a fun game. Those are. 
those are two teams that are going to be what Texas Tech, a five or a six seed, probably something in that range. Oklahoma State's going to be in that next year. I'm just glad seven they're going to get 10. to play. They're going to get to participate. But if you're a one or two seed, do you want to see Kate Cunningham no. in the round of 32? No. Is that the squad here? Oh, great! Just to get to the Sweet 16, right. we've had a great season. We're we're 24 and three. And we're Illinois. And now we have to play mm. Oklahoma State to get to the Sweet 16. We're Ohio State. No thanks. I don't want to see that team. No, They're really good. And, and Cunningham, as we've seen, he can put that team on his back. The walk-on story, too, the young man that got the scholarship uh, during the offseason, they talked about that a couple of different times. It's just there's a lot of stories on this Oklahoma State team. And even Mike Boynton, getting that job yeah. when a lot of people said, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Right. It was these. They went... The cheap route, uh-huh. yes, and they want the easy route. But it's paying off. It's working out really no, well. No, I, I root for the guy. I really mm-hmm. do. Good story. So good story last night in the Big 12, uh, and Iowa State tonight against Baylor. Look, I don't know what kind of Baylor team we're going to see coming out of the uh, – w- will there be any sign of rust? Look, you just go back to day after uh, the Fiesta Bowl, January the 2nd, and that was a, this was a really good basketball game for the longest mm-hmm. time. And then Butler took over, as he's wont to do uh, in a lot of these games. But the numbers coming down, uh, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, obviously the bar's not set real high, and any time seemingly that they do something, you're looking for positives to talk about that team in an otherwise forgettable season. Um, I, I think Baylor's going to come out and be ready to play and going to try and run them out of the gym early. But we've seen off of pauses. Yeah, but I, I know. But this is this this. Well, we saw Gonzaga coming out of a pause. Yes, yeah, and that was pretty good. It was. And Baylor's not quite to that level. What's the gap? What What's the gap in your mind between those two? I don't think there is one. So you. So if it's it's not the Zags because I had my buddy bet them today because I he just loves to bet right <laughs> yeah and yeah. he's looking he's looking for a march so I put him on Florida at twenty six to one on the Seminoles Florida State at twenty six Florida State now that's up that's north of the border okay. I don't know what service he's on you're right well there can't be it's it's legal up there so I don't know where he's they, you know what could it's, be the it's score really weird about Canada they know you're betting uh huh they don't care oh really they don't care. You can because you can't bet single games up there. It's it's parlays. You can ah. it's um what do they call it? Sports select. Is that the thing they had in like Vermont or whatever northeast uh, state for a number well, of years? Well, well, yeah, pro, I mean I don't know for sure, but this has been up there for a long time. Okay. And you would you, you could buy them anywhere, kiosks and stuff, but you have to bet two games. You can't bet a single game. I think it's called sports select. But uh, anyways, I put him on the Seminoles. He got twenty six to one. I was surprised. Florida State's in first place in the ACC, and you getting twenty six to one on them. ACC stinks. Well, that's true, but I mean, Florida State's not bad. They're not. They're not. Uh, Looking here, stateside at DraftKings and Florida State twenty to one. Okay, so is not, what you not, get not here. that big of a difference. Must be the uh, the difference in what. How much further it is from Florida to Canada? I, maybe. Maybe the word hasn't gotten out there. Anyways, uh, so uh, that's the basketball. So one quick thing. Uh, apparently Charlie Waters in the St. Paul Pioneer Press, he, he's he got a notes column. I don't know if he's I – mean, he's been around for a long time. Yes, he right? has, yeah. Um, he's not Roycey. Obviously, he's not Sid Hartman. Um but that, But it's the same kind of notes column, I believe. And it's a weekly thing now because he's got to be – Dude's got to be in his seventies. 
P74. 74. There you go. Uh, but this trade was proposed, and I'm anxious to see what Viking fans respond on Twitter. A friend of mine who's a huge Viking fan sent this to me today, and he said he wouldn't do it. And I think he's out of his mind. Kurt Cousins. Yeah. Daniil Hunter. Okay. Who, I remind you, didn't play at all last year. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a spine issue, right? Was Is that it? what it was? I think it was a spine issue. That's concerning. You think? <laughs> and the their number, their first overall pick, which is number fourteen, for Deshaun Watson, and he's paused. He's tapping the brakes. There's no way in hell Houston would take that trade. This is Cousins, Hunter, and what? Hunter would- Hunter takes JJ Watt's spot. Yeah, I get that. They both play the same position. Daniil Hunter is obviously a whole lot younger, but he's got that issue with his spine. The number, the 14th, the first round pick, 14th overall, and Kirk Cousins. That's it? That's it. And and, and my buddy, no, that's not, that's too much. It's too much? It's too much. I'm not making that deal. Well, what, because the Vikings are winning a Super Bowl in their current construct? Look, I like Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk He's Cousins fine. a lot. Yeah. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. That's my point. I was at the forefront of the Kirk Cousins to Minnesota conversation. We had that talk, what was it now, three years ago? And at the time, you thought I was nuts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, go all in, because I thought the quarterback we saw in Washington was the guy that you can take the next step with. That yeah. you get him in a better situation, in a better organization like Minnesota, with the talent surrounding him. He is not the problem with the Vikings. He is not the but problem. now watching him much more closely the last couple of years, he is a fake stats kind of quarterback, Okay, too. but he's not the I, I don't disagree with that, but he's not the reason that the Vikings are out of the playoffs. I mean, there's, our offensive line is awful. Yes, there, there's other issues that mm-hmm. lead to that. In mm-hmm. beginning of this year, it was the young defensive backfield, uh-huh. the injuries they had defensively. Maybe you can point to Zimmer, too. Is he a, a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl? I hope so, because I like his story. I do, too. I, I He's a guy that is easy to root yep. for. Spielman, I think, is a guy mm-hmm. that's easy to root for, the GM. It's a well-run organization, but... The way they're constructed, your goal is to win a Super Bowl. Or for the Vikings, just get back to a Super Bowl. It's been since the 70s. It's been Mm -hmm. over 40 years. It's crazy. For a pretty well-run organization Mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. And to have that, you're not doing it with Daniil Hunter and Kirk Cousins and the 14th pick. You know what you could do it with, though? One of the most talented quarterbacks in the game. You build around that. Mm -hmm. And and the Viking fans said no. No, but I mean, he he loves Kirk Cousins. I get it. Um, If if Daniil Hunter's Back, air quote back, that's an upgrade from J.J. Watt at J.J. Watt's age, <laughs> right? It wasn't, like, Hunter's really good. Watt's a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And the other NFL note, sounds like well, we're going to have 17 weeks of regular season. That is moving forward, apparently. So two preseason games? Three preseason games. Three preseason so games. They so they, they lose one in the month of August and tack it on to the end of the season. Why three? Isn't two? Terms we saw this year, zero's fine. Yes, right. We got through just fine without them. Right, but the the uh, obviously the owners want to have uh, f- f- they want to sell tickets. They want to make that part of your season ticket package. I'm good. I mean, more football's good. I think I don't see the downside of less football. I just I've, I've never been that guy. Uh, Seventeen weeks, bring it on. And if the players association, if they are willing to. I would think that they would need a little bit more incentive to give up, other than just give up one preseason game. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. 
Sign me up. More football. Now, day. I don't want to start the season earlier. I want to tack it on at the end. Get us closer to President's Day. So still the September start. September start. Yeah, not Labor Day weekend. The mm-hmm. weekend after that. Let college football have Labor Day weekend. I love that. That we get a Sunday night game, Monday night game, and then the Thursday night is the mm-hmm. defending champs. Uh, Tampa will play on Thursday night. And tack it, on, tack it on to the end. Keep the two weeks between the Super Bowl and get it to President's Day. Yes. And then give everybody President's Day off, not just half the country. <laughs> Got to be a government worker. I'm I sorry, don't understand Ken. that. If it's a holiday, it's a holiday for one. It's a holiday for all. Well, I mean, he's still got to get gas and he's still got to... Well, you know, I get that. I mean, you got to go get your yeah, beer. The and, essential. Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's get Jeff in here and then we'll get a break. We'll get Kevin Lehman to join us. We'll go around the big four in the state of Iowa. What's up, Jeff? Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Uh, it's kind of for Trent for this question. So um, what I read and heard... Uh, the Bears did not make zero offers for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So kind of listening to Dan Patrick this morning and kind of thinking about it, why not just go get throw everything you have for Deshaun Watson, give him everything, okay? Now, here's the reason why. You missed him the first time. You can't let him go by this second time. He's 26. He's athletic. I know Trent or maybe who was talking about it. You know, yes, you know, those fake stats. But what's the best That's Cousins you've had he was talking about. Yeah. Years? Okay. The last 25 years, who's the best quarterback you've had in that organization? Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Okay. And how many playoff wins have you had in the last 20, 25 years? Three. Three. Deshaun Watson. And, yes, the organization is going to be strapped for years. Okay. So when Deshaun Watson's 30, still in his prime, three, four years, it's going to be a – it's going to take time. They're going to get – you know, this is a three- or four-year plan. They'll have more wins in the playoffs with Deshaun Watson giving away three first-round picks or whatever they're asking than what we're sitting at right now. Would you agree with that, Trent, or no? No, Jeff, I- I'm right there with you. Do whatever it takes to get that guy because the generational players, the generational quarterbacks have not been in Chicago, and that's, I think, the only course that you have to, to become a winner with the current regime. It's not going to happen with another retread backup quarterback or even a guy that's been a starter before. You're not doing it there. If it means you have to trade three ones at Cleo Mack, do it. Who's this year's Justin Herbert, fellas? I, I don't like I don't like any of the guys after don't you? No. After the I, top two, yeah. I put Fields at the two spot. You don't like so you, I, you got Wilson at below. Yeah, Fields. I, I the Zach Wilson thing is too much. All right. I agree everything what Trent said, and that's why there's even more um, you got to go out there and you get. You got to go out there and you get him. And the reason why, the, the, I would say, the biggest reason why is when he's thirty, he can take less money. He'll get paid. More people want to come around him. You get some receivers. You get some offensive line. This is a top five market in the U.S. They need the Bears to be the good. Chicago is a Bear city. It so is. when the You're Bears right. are good, it's good for the NFL. It's good for everybody. Jeff, got to let you go. Appreciate the call. They they just need a, a well run organization and. Yeah. That doesn't look like it's changing. A uh, little breaking news here from the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia and Baylor, which were scheduled to play on Thursday mm-hmm. night, according to Matt Norlander uh, from CBS, um, this, that game is likely going to be canceled, not mm. due to COVID. You know what they're doing? And the Big 12 ADs are having a meeting this morning. They're pulling to Michigan. They are setting it up, as we speculated yesterday, uh-huh. is going to happen. I until you told me about Michigan last week, I had no idea. And then you look what they did to poor Nebraska. <laughs> seven games in eleven, 11 days. days. Seven eleven days. But Michigan, as Juwan Howard said, we're different. 
Yeah, they're they're Nebraska different. and what was the other? Rutgers or Maryland? And it's looking more and more like Baylor's different because they are not going to play all of those makeup games. They want this team rested like they want Michigan wants to be rested. Baylor, they want rested. They don't want to overexert themselves in advance of, well, more importantly, the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament as opposed to the Big 12 tournament. But there's going to be the, the Baylor. I think Baylor's got five that they're supposed to make up. And now that's not going to be happening. And now they're losing West Virginia. So Michigan this year, as it's currently constructed, will play 17, not 20, conference no. games. Baylor is not going to get to 18 games in the nope. Big 12. This happened in football, Ohio State, of course, here on the local regional front, and the ACC, the way they manipulated at the end of the season for Notre Dame and Clemson. Mm-hmm. We can all act upset about it, sacrimonious, but everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. It's a different year. It's going to happen this year. Um, the more team, The more games you win... And in the NCAA tournament, the more money into the league's coffers, which gets split amongst all of the league teams. Got to do it this year. All right, speaking of money, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. There was another winner in the building this morning. Yes. Uh, Max and Amy, the new Van and Bonnie, doing a good job down the hall on News Radio 1040 WHO. They had a winner. I believe this is the last week of this contest. Okay. For a couple of months, it's coming back, but it's just uh, going to take some time off. Uh, but it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. WIN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Kevin Lehman on the Big Four. Shelby Mass coming up. Bracketwag.com. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO 106.7. Supply. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Take you until noon. Shelby Mast, BracketWag.com, USA Today, Des Moines Register, Gannett's Bracketologist, Miller and Condon's Bracketologist joins us here in about 15 minutes. Right now, Kevin Lehman joins the fray. Hello, Kevin Lehman, Trent and Ken. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Hey, my pleasure. You guys' music gets a little more funky every week I'm on with you. <laughs> no, Trent's doing a big job over there. I was kind of hoping he would play Ice Cube because we were way behind and I would start <laughs> talking immediately. But i got to hear that thing play out, baby. It's Let's good. go. It really is. Uh, Kevin, Drake was good last night, but how much more can this team take? First Hank Hemphill, now Roman Penn. Uh, that's a one-two punch that a lot of teams in the Valley couldn't sustain. Can Drake take that blow? Well, my concern, if you look at that box score, is the number of minutes played by, uh, I think he had two guys play 40 minutes, Sturts, and I can't remember the other one. Yesufu. That's, yeah, Yesufu. I mean, <laughs> that guy had been too And Wilkins. Three uh, guys played 40 minutes, wow. Kevin. Yeah, so my concern is down the stretch, especially when you get in the Valley Tournament, have to play those back-to-back-to-back games, because you're talking about a seven-man rotation here, maybe an eight-man rotation. It reminds me of that year... Two years ago, and remember, DeVries lost Nick Nort early in the year. Mm-hmm. D.J. Wilkins went out with a broken foot. They lost Nick McGlynn during yeah. the tournament. Yeah. Uh, DeVries you know, did pretty well with that crew, but 
they got a, they got a tough matchup. They got to go to Bradley and win both of those mm-hmm. uh, because they just don't have any margin of error as far as staying in the right side of the bubble. You know, we were uh, talking before the show today and, and a little bit at the top about Samaka and the gains that he continues to make inside. Just a freshman, not the tallest guy. He's not, you know, one of those 6'11", 7-foot behemoths. But in the MVC at 6'8", you can get away with that. remember watching him play 1A basketball. It was just ridiculous at Grandview Christian. But <laughs> the upside of this young man and kind of looking to the future of this program, how big a piece do you think Samaka is going to be? Well, I really like what he brings, Trent. You hit it right on the head. Gives him athletic ability and inside, long, can block shots. But the problem he had when I had the Loyola Series, he could not handle Crutwig one-on-one. Mm. He had the same problem with Austin Fife because they're so big and physical. So he needs to put some more muscle on in the future. Uh, I like everything else about him, though. If he can expand his offensive range, uh, this is a good-looking team. Of course, you know what Darren DeVries says, they're all coming back next year. That's right. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. huge news. So let's stay on Drake for one more minute here, Kevin. Um, you, you mentioned they've got Bradley Friday. How about this? The Friday, Saturday this week. I think for most teams in the Valley, going to play Friday night, have Sunday off before St. Louis. So what is it about Bradley, Kevin? Um, when you, I'm sure you've had them this year. Uh, when you watch this Bradley team, what does who and what does Drake have to, uh, what concerns them? Well, they just have to stay focused because this is a Bradley team that has three of their top seven players suspended. Uh, and Elijah Child's one of them from an incident that happened at Missouri State. So I don't know, as far as I understand, it's still under investigation. So they're going to be a shorthanded team. But still, when that's you go good. play at Bradley, that's a tough situation. And Drake's just got to stay focused, which can, they've done all year, you know, what they've done through these injuries and other problems they've had, the COVID interruption. This is a team that's it's old, it's mature, and they stay focused. How about you and I? They uh, try to stay away from the opening night, opening around the 7, 10, 8, mm-hmm. 9 games, and there is a cluster of teams everywhere from Valpo and Evansville at 6 and 10 down to the bottom in Illinois State. As you look at you and I going into the final weekend, what do you expect to see out of the Panthers and probably have to win both games to stay out of that 7, 10, 8, 9 game? They're going to have to win both games and get some help from uh, Missouri State and Indiana State because the two teams above them, Evansville and Valpo, Valpo has Indiana State at home. Evansville has Missouri State at home. That's going to be tough for the Panthers to climb out of the basement. They're going to need not only win two on the road, which they haven't done all year. And I've got that game at Illinois State on Friday. And, and Ken, too, uh, what you mentioned, yeah, all Valley teams are playing Friday and Good. Saturday, so everyone has the same amount of rest before they tip it off Thursday. And, hey, give Valley – Kudos. They've got through this whole mm-hmm. uh, Valley schedule. Everybody's going to have 18 games in. We don't, I don't know if any other league has been able to do it. The Valley has done. So these back-to-back have really worked for the Missouri Valley. Yeah, it's good. And you know what? Another thing, uh, Doug Elgin, the commissioner, longtime commissioner of the Valley, he's retiring uh, uh, soon. Uh, it'd be great to see him rewarded with getting two of his league's teams uh, into the big dance. So, Kevin, just just one more on on the Valley, and then we'll move on. Um, I listened to Morgan and Emmenecker last night, and they were talking about, uh, I mean, clearly it's Drake and it's OLS Loyola and Drake, I think, in that order. And then they were talking about other teams that, you know, a sleeper team. And I'm not sure Missouri State's a sleeper team, perhaps, that would knock one of those two teams uh, out of Sunday's final if indeed it does go 
to seed. Other than Missouri State, Kevin, who would you worry about, you know, pulling an upset and getting to the final on Sunday in St. Louis? Well, I'm not sure if you can call Greg Lansing an Indiana State team a sleeper team either because they are one of the teams that gave Loyola a loss. They're very good defensively. But I think what scares you when you look at this team, look down the stretch, probably Valpo. Remember last year they got to the they got the championship game. They're a young team, very explosive and athletic. They've been up and down this year, had COVID got, interruptions. Got I think that might be the other team I'd take a look at. Talking right now, Kevin Lehman, as we take a look around Big Four basketball. Kevin, I uh, want to jump to the Hawkeyes and what you've seen as you put on your coaching hat and your analytical hat, what this team is doing def- defensively differently to play at this level. We know they're playing more man. That's easy for even guy like me to figure out. But what is it about the man defense that's different and how this team is playing at a high level? I saw uh, one of the analytic sites I looked at over the last two weeks – Iowa, the 23rd best defense in the country. Really? Jeez. Yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> Comment. I don't think we'd ever knew that we'd see that coming, but uh, they have been guarded. I think their village just to stay between their man and the basket. They've got better. They're not turning the ball over so they can get back in transition and make some stops uh, and not have a what we call a disrupted defense. That's helped them quite a bit. But you've got I – mean, we're going to find out if they're for real or pretenders, what they've got coming up in their in this series. So you're at Michigan. You're at Ohio State. These are great opportunities for the Hawkeyes. I mean, they could play themselves into a top seed if they can close this thing out strong. Yeah, and, and here comes Michigan on Thursday and Ohio State on sun, uh, Sunday uh, before, what, Nebraska and Wisconsin to finish things off uh, next week. So I'm not sure, Kevin, uh, what your Sunday was like if you had an opportunity to see Ohio State and Michigan square off in what was an incredibly entertaining basketball game. Which of those two teams is more likely to end up in the win column for Iowa? I can't wait to see Dickinson and Luca Garza go head-to-head. We've seen Ohio State already pick off the Hawkeyes this year. Uh, I, I don't know how Ohio State's doing it, but there they are. Uh, is Ohio State the more likely of those two to end up in the win column, or would you fall off your chair if the Hawks march into Ann Arbor and pick off the Wolverines? Yeah, I fall off my chair. All right, <laughs> Michigan. All right, yeah, Michigan. But I'm with you. I'm not sure Ohio State's doing it. You know, I had that game on radio when they came to the Carver Hawkeye. Uh, There's just a tough bunch, but I think that's the best chance for the Hawks. This Michigan team moves the ball so well. They've got Dickinson up front at 7-1, so he can somewhat handle Garza his own without having to send doubles. Livers at 6-7. they got some size on this mm-hmm. Michigan team. I'm amazed at how well their space it is and the way that ball moves around the perimeter inside and out for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Kevin, uh, let's go to Iowa State. Uh, Steve Prohm still coaching up this team. There was... Something he didn't like between two of his starters, uh, this, this the, the game against Oklahoma, and, and he sat Walker and Johnson on the bench, and they never saw the floor in the final 20 minutes. And I don't know whatever it was, if it was a spark the team needed. They were down 21 at one point. They came roaring back and actually briefly took the lead, but did so with two of their starting five pinned to the bench. Uh, in a season that's not going Iowa State's way, there may not be a win, uh, a payoff at the end of it. Good to see that Prom's message is still getting through to the to the rest of the team. He hasn't quit coaching, Kevin. I guess is where I'm going. 
Well, Ken, he sent a message there that he still has controlled his team, and you know, kudos to him. That's a tough thing to do when you're going through the type of season they're going through, trying to get that first win. You know, his contract's on the line, whether he's going to be the coach next year. Great speculation that he would step up and do that. It's huge. Can it pay off against a Baylor team that is a national <laughs> championship caliber? I don't know, guys. I mean, it's uh, they, they got such a tough road. I'm anxious to see if they get those games rescheduled so they get K-State back on the schedule again. Then you got TCU at home, another chance, a win for Iowa State. It just the more you foul this, Ken and Trent, don't you think this does not look good for Steve Pro? No, he's done. you've got yeah, you got not much coming out of the administration. But fortunately, he hasn't got the vote of confidence. Right. Which we know it's yeah. always the kiss of death. No doubt about it. Kevin, will you be in St. Louis next week? Yeah, I have the calls uh, with Mitch Holtis. We'll be doing. Uh, we rotate, so I do a TV game with Mitch. Hop on the radio. Bounce back and forth. So I'm, it, it's going to be a different deal. We're going to be way on the top balcony wow. calling this game in the Enterprise Center. Well, Kev, we'll talk to you before that. Have a wonderful weekend, Kevin. And you said you've got uh, you and I this weekend. Is that what you did you say? Uh, Friday, I got you and I, Illinois State. Then Saturday, I'm over at Loyola. They have Southern Illinois, and that will be for them uh, to win a, at least a share of the title, depending on how Drake does at Bradley. Good stuff, Kevin Lehman. Talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa, sponsors our Valley Conversation, our Kevin Lehman Weekly Conversation. And it's that time of year. Once again, I'm uh, taking a peek at that tournament, conference tournament generator where you plug in who wins each game and then it spits out who is going to be what seed and uh, fun to play with. Yeah, you and I, basically the favorites win this weekend. Drake sweeps. Missouri State sweeps. You and I sweeps. Loyola sweeps and Indiana sweeps. If that happens... The Panthers would be the five seed. Wow. Yeah. They can so jump all the way up there. Friday night tilt against the four seed at, uh, what, 830, I think? It no, is? that's the 230 game on the quarterfinals. Because it's it? noon for the noon tip-off for the number one seed. Yep. And then the four five play right afterwards. And so the three the, six is the lead. Okay. Gotcha. Some start times different also this year in the Missouri Valley. Those quarterfinals we talked about, normally a noon tip-off mm-hmm. for the one seed. That'll be actually at 11 o'clock. They're adding a little bit more in between games to get the court. Oh, makes sense. Everything there. NCAA tournament will be the same thing. Normally, twenty-five minutes after mm-hmm. conclusion for a game played on the floor, it is now going to be I think upwards of an hour before the Jeez. next game will start. Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com joins us next. Miller and Condon go inside the brackets on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred. So should you. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Let's get to our friend Shelby Mask, Annette's Bracketologist, Des Moines Register, USA Today, all the Gannett properties, and Shelby joins us on a weekly basis. We're grateful for that. Concerned about uh, him last week when we were unable to reach him, but uh, like a number of people in Texas, sadly, um, they were without power, without cell service, dot, 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 Shelby. And on top of everything else, you were scheduled to move this past weekend. Timing's everything, my friend. You had some bad timing this past week. How are you? I'm good. I just picked the wrong week to move. Might have been able to see months in advance how the weather would be. I couldn't do it, but I'm I'm all moved and all set. So, did you lose power? Did you lose water, Shelby? It through the, this past week prior to vacating your uh, the the uh, home you were in. 
I lost power. I lost water. Mm. I lost cell service. Mm. But luckily, none too long. I had an aunt and uncle staying with me. They were without power for 72 hours. Jesus. Yeah, some of the visuals that we were getting back, uh, um, sad. But um, you know what? You're through it now, hopefully. And we turn to business, which is the brackets. And I want to start with your squad. Uh, You're a Duke fan, and you admit that. You had them out or on life support. Uh, all of a sudden, Shelby, Duke looks as though they are trending towards the tournament. I popped open your bracket here this morning. And again, at Bracket Wag, Shelby updates it each and every day. Lo and behold, you've got Duke in a play-in game against the Gophers. Man, I would love to see that game. Uh, Duke trending in the right direction and potentially on uh, in the play-in round against the Gophers. Yeah, and I think everybody else is going the opposite way. A buddy of mine said, you can't do that just because you're a Duke fan. I said, well, pick me another team that's doing better. And he couldn't do it. So I, I don't feel comfortable with them in. I had written them off a few weeks ago. But when you beat Virginia and Syracuse back-to-back, that says something. It does. Now, there's still a lot of work to be done for Duke to get there. It's not like they've done enough on their resume to be a lot to get in. When you look at what they have remaining, a couple of road games, Georgia Tech and, of course, Carolina, to finish out here, they don't have to be perfect, but how good do they still have to do to keep their head above water in your mind? I I think they have to win probably three more uh, and then do well in the ACC tournament. Mm -hmm. Just winning and to lose first round of tournament might not be enough, but none of them are bad games. They're non-tournament teams, except Carolina. That's the one they need. And the home and road, that doesn't really matter. They, they can lose at home. They can win at home. On the road, it doesn't matter. So uh, the fans yelling are not going to be an issue. We'll see. Uh, Shelby Mazbracketwag.com. Shelby, I want to go uh, to uh, this past Sunday. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State, thoroughly entertaining basketball game. Did that do anything? Did that loss by Ohio State move them closer to leaving the one line? Uh, did that elevate Michigan? Is uh, There's not much that they can do now to uh, to get knocked off of that one seed. What did that one game do for both Michigan and Ohio State? Well, if all things go as planned, it did exactly what you said. Michigan is unless they fall apart, they're going to be a one seed. Ohio State has a hold on the one seed now, but if they lose one more, they might not. Illinois and Alabama are right there waiting, but I, I don't feel comfortable putting them on the one line if they lose again. So the fact they lost at home, it was you know, that that kind of hurts a little extra, but. Still not enough to get them off of one line. Shelby, I want to take you here on the local front to our two teams competing for bids. Uh, Let's start with the Drake Bulldogs, a a team that has another injury as Roman Penn, their starting point guard, is out for the year with a broken foot. They already lost uh, their leading scorer in Hemphill a couple of weeks back. They, of course, automatic bid still there, but let's say they win their last two games of the regular season. They get to the championship and lose to Loyola. How much do those injuries, though, still impact their resume and how the committee looks at Drake, knowing that they will not be a full streak, knowing that Penn's not going to be part of that team when they're in that large pool? Well, it's not going to be good. Uh, they're only going to have a couple of games 
to really play and to give the committee a look at what this team will be like moving forward. Uh, that's not too much uh, a sample size. So unless they ultimately really, really impressed, uh, if, if they don't win the tournament, it's going to be tougher than you did. Uh, Shelby, so a two-part question for you, both concerning the Hawkeyes, who this week uh, will go to Michigan and then follow that up with a trip to Ohio State. We just talked about those two schools. So let's say Iowa pulls the upset in both of them. Right now you have them on the three line, uh, closer to the four than, than they are to the two. Iowa picks off Michigan and Ohio State. What does that do? And then conversely, if neither one of those games goes the Hawkeyes' way, what does that do? All right, if they win, it's going to be tough to keep them off the two line. I'm still not sure. I don't think they can get to the one line. But you beat two potential one seeds, depending on the result, they could get to the one line. Now, if they lose them both, I don't think it really affects them. They're, not, they're on paper. They should lose those games. They're playing at, you know, it shouldn't matter home and away this year, but the committee still treats it like it does. So I think they stay where they're at. Interesting. And there's still so much here. It's such a fluid situation. When you look at conference tournaments, it feels like here recently, Shelby, and maybe this is just my, my own memory failing me, and of course not having an NCAA tournament last year, but it feels like at least at the major conference structure... Just lost him, Trent. Oh, just lost him. Yep. Well, we'll get him back. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's try to do that. Uh, yes, you're right. We, we never even had the bracket unveiled. No, we didn't. We didn't. I remember they were thinking about putting that out, and I think that the consensus was everybody wanted to see it. Do you remember that? They were going to put out the bracket and then they decided for whatever reason that that wasn't the way that they're going to go. So, uh, yeah, it, it, different. All right, Shelby Mass getting back with us. Gannett, uh, bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com is where you can read uh, Shelby's bracket. He updates it each and every day. I, I'm surprised. Uh, uh, if if they lose to Ohio State and to Michigan, they don't fall back on the three. But they can obviously move up with mm-hmm. those two wins on the road. Shelby's back with us. Oh, you want to finish your question? Yeah, Shelby. I was just wondering, it feels like recently we have seen conference tournaments at the major level not matter as much, where, boy, that's a big win. That's got to move them up a seed line. Doesn't feel like that's been the case recently. Do you remember it playing out that fashion? And, and do we overrate maybe these conference tournaments at times? I think we do I think as, so too. as a fan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, they're just an extension of the regular season, and that's the way they're viewed. That's the way the committee has said that they view them, and that they, that's the way they treat them you know, when seeding. So it doesn't matter if it's you know, Duke all of a sudden beats Virginia. That's a nice win, but no extra bonus points, so to speak, are given for it being in the college tournament. Uh, Shelby, I want to ask you about Kansas because their arrow is clearly pointing up. You right now have them on the sixth line. Uh, I didn't know what to think about this Kansas. Like a lot of people, we ju- we just weren't sure where uh, the Jayhawks were at. But all of a sudden, they're beating the teams they should, admittedly. But that was a nice win over Texas Tech, who fell again last night to Oklahoma State. Kansas is on the sixth. Do they seem to you, and they've still got Texas and Baylor scheduled, do they seem to you that this is a team to pay attention to? Yeah, Kansas, you always pay attention to. 
They they're good. They've been there. Coach is a legend, but even more so now because they're kind of an underdog, so to speak. We're not used to them in this role, uh, so definitely they need to be paid attention to. Good stuff, Shelby Mass. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Glad you're safe. Glad everything worked out. And uh, thanks for doing this for us. No problem. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you, Shelby Mass. Brackenwag. Big 12 is, I guess the ADs are meeting. We should uh, have some schedule news as early as this afternoon. Football? No. Basketball. What they're going to do for that final week. How many games they're going to make up. Are they going to... Iowa State-Texas, K-State. We'll we'll see. Um, What what are they going to do with Baylor? They're going to manipulate things. You can tell. Our number two coming up.